are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. We are on our way. This is week one week, uh, technically, even though it's a Friday because uh, we are basically on a Tuesday of a regular week. I believe. Well, I, I, yeah, something like I Monday. Monday, Monday weeks, right? man. Monday, yeah. Monday, Monday. So, uh, yeah, so we're, we're in week schedule. Uh, it's kind of weird to start for <laughs> – week one with with a kind of disjointed uh, uh, schedule. But, you know, here we are, and we're, right. we're the Dallas Cowboys, so we should probably get used to it, to be honest. Uh, so we've got some some Cowboys news to get to. We've got some Twitter questions. But before we do that, Landon, I just want to make a little uh, admission here. Um, I'm not in football what? shape. There, there was a yes. Ohio State-Minnesota game on last <laughs> night. There was another yeah. football game that was in a rain delay. I happened to bet on both of them using bet online who we'll talk about in a little bit uh, uh, yeah. and i could not stay awake for the second game I, i'm just not in football shape it's I, i'm not too proud to admit that i'm not gonna lie i was conspiring with one of your cousins to try to see if they could get an <laughs> un- unflattering picture of you so that we could send it to zeke because uh you know turnaround is fair play as it would say. not have been that hard i mean i was i was struggling last night but we'll we'll eventually get we'll get into shape so i'm not too worried about it but uh all right Lena, let's <laughs> talk about some cowboy stuff uh two things Lyle Collins did not practice on Friday. Now, he was with the, the training staff. It sounds like he was working on the side. Uh, but Mike McCarthy said the Cowboys are in a holding pattern with Lyle Collins. Mm-hmm. Are you getting concerned that he will not be available for week one? I'm, I am concerned. I don't want to say that I'm not, for sure. But I don't know that we're any further along than we were yesterday, really. You yeah. know, because, because for the reasons that you just mentioned, technically today's a Monday. And if we're getting, <laughs> it's time to get back into the into our mind spaces, guys. You remember how we are in season. When we're in season, we don't worry about Monday practices. You know, like that's usually the day that if they're right. just needing a vet rest day, it's okay to miss that. Um, you know, I think the day to worry about would be Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, if, if he's if he's not practicing by Sunday. Um, that's when I'm going to start worrying. I don't know that that means he's definitely not playing if he doesn't practice Sunday. I just think that Sunday is the day where we should start being concerned about whether or not he can play. Him missing today, it's it's not like he's missing a a Friday practice on a regular week where we're playing this Sunday, right? This is still a Monday in their schedule. So this is not alarming quite – I mean, it's – again – I'm not trying to tamper down that, that, the, that the stingers are a thing. That is definitely a thing. But as far as talking about playing for week one, my concern doesn't start really going up until after the Wednesday practice, which, again, t- starts Sunday for this week. So, all right, here's my thought process. I'm getting slightly worried that he will not be available in week one. But, again, I think we'll know by Sunday you know, if he's going to play or not. I am getting a little worried that this is going to be a season-long thing. Right. We, we've dealt with stingers before with late Manorash, with Tyron Smith. Like if you're going into the season now having two of these already before we've actually got to actual game action, 
I just now have my doubts that, you know, he's going to be able to make it through a full season. And that's concerning, you know, when we consider that this is a guy that's coming off double hip surgery and did not play a game at all last year. So that's, that's my biggest issue. If he misses week one, okay, it's no big deal. You have 10 days until week two, you have, I believe what is it? 25 days until week three, when you play the Eagles on Monday night football, if they want to hold them out those two games, it's fine. I, I'm just getting concerned. Maybe we won't have them for the entire season. Thoughts on that? Well, I mean, look, none of us can predict the Stinger thing. It's clearly, you know, about usage. It's a very individual player-to-player situation, it seems like. Uh, I would just remind people that Stingers are a thing that players play through, you know, and that that players can get through an entire season with. It's not um, – it's not a you know I hate to say death sentence. It's not it's not like a a, a, a complete uh, debilitating thing where they're unable to uh, get through it. Some of them are. It depends on the severity. Uh, yeah. It's scary because of the unknown more than the certainty of of you know it being uh, debilitating. It's more right. that right. The, the thing that's so awful about stingers that we found is not so much that it's. Uh, it's a guarantee. It's not like a, an Achilles tear where you're guaranteed to be out for X amount of time. The problem is, is that stingers pop up randomly and you don't know when yep. it's going to happen. So I, I worry about that happening on and off. Uh, but I also think, you know, I have some hope that, you know, part of the reason that he suffered too so quickly is that, you know, they have kind of conflicting needs here, right? They want Lael Collins to get a lot of snaps to get back into, you know, play shape. Uh, but at the same time, that kind of obviously works against uh, what you're trying to do with limiting his uh, problems with the stinger. So yeah. they're trying to find a balance here. Uh, I, I'm hoping that, you know, with kind of some reduced snaps that uh, hopefully the, the stinger issue won't flare up as much. But again, that does kind of also play into the other side of the problem, which is Lil Collins hasn't played football in over a year and needs and needs snaps. So it's a very delicate balancing act. There's definitely no way around it. Uh, one other note of the Cowboys offensive line, they're actually missing two starters right now because Connor Williams still on the COVID-19 list. Now I did see that he participated in a conditioning drill today, but I mean, I think the expectation is he will be ready for week yeah. one, but are you a little bit concerned about, you know, just the conditioning stuff? Because that I think he is one of these guys that did test positive for COVID, correct? Yeah. I, I, well, I don't know for sure that he, if he tested positive or I not, he did. I, I can't, if he did, then yeah, I mean, it's not it's not good. But the good news is, obviously, I'm pretty sure, certain that he's vaccinated because he wouldn't be back so quickly if uh, if he was positive yeah, and unvaccinated. Um, and <laughs> as far as conditioning goes, if any of these guys who got enough snaps in the preseason and in the uh, and in the in the tra- in, in training camp, it's Connor Williams. I mean, the guy yeah. had so many snaps, so I, I don't anticipate it's going to be difficult to get him back into playing shape. All right, uh, just something to monitor. Um, again, the Cowboys have a 10-day break after week one when they play Tampa Bay. I just wanted to, to let everybody know, if the Cowboys happen to lose that game, the season's not over. I feel like people – Absolutely we, not. We do this every year. We put so much stock into week one, thinking that's the only game that matters. And this year, more than any other year, week one is more irrelevant than ever, right? We have an extra game. It's not that big of a deal. Just get through it, get through it healthy, and we'll move on. So if Connor Williams is struggling a little bit with his conditioning, I think he'll be fine by the time we get to the important months of the season. Correct. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. 
It's yes. a and it's an incredibly long marathon too. It's even longer than it's than any of us even remember now. Yeah, just so, remember to tell me that like in October, November when we're struggling. So, October, <laughs> November. I'll remember to tell you that in the second quarter of this game coming up. Right. On Thursday. I, I was gonna say Thursday night when we jump back on this podcast. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. And just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Landon, let's uh, let's get to some questions. Uh, we haven't done questions in a long time on this show, but uh, this first one comes from Bobby. He wants to know, why does Anthony Brown get so much love from people as if he is a decent cornerback? Uh, I, I mean, people are not excited about Anthony Brown starting week one opposite of Trayvon Diggs on the outside. No Kelvin Joseph. Uh, give the people some love for, for Anthony Brown. Well, first of all, uh, what a, I feel like it's a straw man conversation because who out here is actually giving a bunch of praise to Anthony Brown? Is, is that actually happening on Twitter a lot? Like, mm, I, no. don't, I, don't I think, I think they the mean case. more of the Cowboys, right? I think with the Cowboys, you know, look. They, they 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 drafted two young corners. You know the hope was that they could get up to speed uh, to to take that starting spot. You know that was that was a hope, and that it didn't it didn't pan out that way. Here's what I'll say about Anthony Brown. He has been a solid corner for almost his entire career, including his rookie year, including you know up until last year mm-hmm. where he played with a variety of ridiculous injuries, including with a broken rib. So. I, do I think Anthony Brown is uh, who I want as my cornerback too for the long haul? No. Is he better than what we had last year? Uh, even in, in the version of Anthony Brown that we had last year? Absolutely he is. I, so I think he has the physical skill set. He has the uh, – you know, the, the experience at this point to be a reliable, you know, cornerback to, to get you through where you need to go. And then once those other younger guys start to take the spot, he's going to be an invaluable down roster cornerback. And and that's when I think you're really going to, you know, once that happens, then we're all going to be like, man, I'm glad we got Anthony Brown as our third, fourth corner, you know? Yeah. As of right now, you know, look, do I love that he's going to be matching up against Chris Godwin, you know, like, <laughs> Well, it probably won't be Goblin. It'll probably be Evans or Antonio Brown on the outside. It'll probably be a nice mixture of all of them, to be honest. You know, so <laughs> uh, do I love that that's happening? I don't, but I think that he's not—he's uh, not Swiss cheese. He's—he's he's not like below average. I think he's like an average starter, maybe, yeah. maybe slightly below, but he's not like an embarrassment as your CB two. I just think he's not fantastic either. That's the way I feel. Like he's competent. There'll be games where he plays really well. There'll be games where he really struggles. This might be one. And if he does struggle, it's not the end of the world. Like he could easily have a bounce back game next week when they play the Chargers and he's going up against Josh Palmer or Keenan Allen. Like I just would not be surprised at all. Um, This next question kind of ties into this one. So Mm. it comes from Dylan. He wants to know if you had to try to be objective as possible, and I don't know what that means, Dylan. I'm always objective. Uh, who or what is something on the Cowboys that will probably be that we are all overestimating or being too optimistic about going into the season? I think it's for me, it's the defensive backs. Like I know we're excited, like about Kelvin Joseph's future. 
about Nation right into the future, about maybe what Trevon Diggs could eventually be. But it's still one of the worst secondaries in football. And I think when you play some good quarterbacks like Tom Brady and Justin Herbert in the first two weeks, those guys could get exposed. And I think there's a chance by the end of the season, maybe they're closer to average. But yeah, it's I, I think that's going to probably be their, their Achilles heel all season long. So what's what's the one position or player do you think we're overestimating right now? Hmm. I I think that the I think the defensive backfield will be is better than worse near the bottom of the league. But I don't. Okay. But I I think that that's certainly could, the bottom could easily fall out there. So that that's certainly a good choice. Um, what about the offensive I think, line? Yeah, I mean, because we're all just assuming that like Tyron's going to be back to what he was before, and Tyler Biotish is going to take a step, and Lyle Collins is hopefully going to be healthy at some point. Like, is there just a chance this offensive line got old and a little bit too inexperienced at a couple spots? That's certainly possible, but I also think that that is not nearly as – it won't nearly be as prevalent or as obvious as things were last year simply because I think there will be a – we may be overestimating how good the offensive line is, but I don't know that they'll ever reach the floors that they le- that they arrived at last year. And I also think that having De- Dak Prescott healthy for a lot of that will mitigate a lot of those problems. Okay. So uh, I think it'll be easy to kind of you know overlook that. I, I mean, I still have concerns because you know our defensive tackle situation, um, mm. you know, is is good. I think it's it's definitely definitely improved against the run. Like I, I feel like we're probably over the McMosier line, or hopefully we're over the McMosier line uh, as far as quality in the defensive interior, especially with the addition of Parsons and some of these other guys. But I, I do have concerns about our ability to, you know, get a pass rush up the middle, and especially you know against a guy like Tom Brady. We talked about, uh, you know, it's it's uh, you 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 really would love to to get pressure up the middle against a guy like that to get him moved off his spot. You're gonna have to produce it probably with with blitzing. And and if you don't, you know, we don't have Gallimore unfortunately early on. And even if you had Gallimore, I, you're not exactly sure what you have in an interior pass rush. And I think that it's good to have uh, uh, Gregory. It's good to have Lawrence. Uh, but I think the real way that you unlock those two is that you have something in the middle that forces one-on-ones on the outside uh, or, or, or that, that you could, someone who could take advantage of the one-on-ones that are being created inside uh, because of Gregory and Lawrence. Yeah. Early season draft need for the Cowboys. Once again, next year's defensive tackle, like they've got to get a difference maker there. They just well, haven't had one of those guys in a long time. It'll. It, I mean, there's a very good chance that we get to the end of the season and it's incredibly improved because you got Gallup there coming a back. Chance, yes, Osa Osa's back. We don't know what the deal is with with Hill. So imagine if all of those guys suddenly come back improved, uh, and now you've got a nice little rotation. There's a possibility that suddenly you have an, an interior pass rush presence. Uh, but it it's certainly isn't going to happen early on, and and it, and even once Gallimore comes back, I think it's going to there's going to be some development time to kind of get where it needs to go. I also think there's a chance that you have as many sacks as Tristan Hill does for the Cowboys this year. Just just putting that out there. So well, I mean, I've just signed my contract, so we'll see. Uh, all right, this this next question ties into that one. There's a great Twitter uh-huh. handle at Moiststool. Uh, aside from Dak being Ugh. back, what is your largest source of optimism this year? Well, I mean, I think it's tied to the fact of what what Dak did last year before he got injured. 
You know, it's not just that Dak is back, but the way that Dak and the whole offense operated, you know, sans some, you know, very notable turnovers uh, when when he was there last year. So I think the idea that there is a, a proven formula between the quarterback and the play caller and, and the offense, that's that gives me optimism. Mm-hmm. I also have optimism because I just, no matter what anybody says, like, I just have, I would have a hard time believing that this defense is going to be anywhere as bad as it was last year. You know, like <laughs> it's, I, I was thinking about, I was thinking about all the confluence of events that happened last season that kind of produced this historically bad defense. Um, and like, it, it wasn't even just one thing. It was like a whole huge mixture of terrible things yeah. that kind of cascaded and, and fell into each other. And I just feel like, you know, the, the vibe around the defense, all training camp and, and all throughout the preseason has been really, really positive. And right. I just feel like there is not only a, a lot higher level of organization, um, a hot, a lot higher level of, of, uh, of interesting schematic that stuff that's happening of, of not just kind of, you know, very, dull you know very uh, uh stale kind of concepts that they're just doing over and over again and hoping that they can outplay the offense um it's 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 a, a upgraded talent it's a, a upgrade in attitude and it's a, a it's a kind of hybrid hybridization of the schemes between the last two years uh that, that kind of has me excited that at least the defense is going to be you know Confident. a tier or two above where yeah. it was. I, I can't speak to in how much better it's going to be beyond that. That's, that's what's, you know, that's where the optimism comes is maybe it's a lot better than, and, and that would be really good for the Cowboys. I think for me, the optimism comes from, I think they have the best wide receiver duo in football. At least we're going to see that this year with CD lamb and Amari Cooper. Like I just think that matters a lot when you get to these big games is, Teams don't have two good corners. They're going to be able to match up with these guys. And then when you throw in Michael Gallup, it's going to be really, really hard for teams to hold Dallas under 28 points. So if you can score 29, 30 points every single week, you're going to give yourself a chance. And as long as Dak is upright, as long as these guys stay healthy, we're going to be in for some fun games. They're not going to win all of them, but they're going to be some fun games coming up. I will just say real quick, the uh, locked on, uh, network released their uh, their power <laughs> rankings. Imagine that, yeah. We are underrated. Listen, I love it. We're going into a. I, too. I, I actually don't hate it. Here's, but but my my only point is that we get Cowboys ranked 19th. Cowboys fans, I'll let you take a breath. All right, 19th. There are not. There are. I counted, and I was and I was nice too. There are 11 teams above Dallas that have worse quarterback situations. And, and, and if you want to, again, I'm tying this back into the optimism. Yeah. You have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL on your team. And that is going to, that is probably the most stable uh, hmm. indicator of wins and losses in the NFL. Um, and I, I would say I think this we're is the time of year where we like to look at depth charts and say, this is the best team on paper. And then we get yeah. to the season. Oh yeah. Having That's Aaron right. Rodgers is really all well, that matters. Right? Having it, it, Patrick Mahomes is what matters. <laughs> and I don't want to go on too too much of this, but it, it feels like the conversations around all these uh, all these teams are like, yeah, you know what? They could they could figure out, you know, Jameis Winston could uh could 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 figure it out and, mm-hmm. and yeah, it it could happen. Uh, you know, and it's like it, we and all have these a quarterback this year, of course. Yeah. yeah. We'll 
maybe David Carr is is not the guy that uh, maybe he's better than the the, the Derek last... Carr. Come on, David Carr's out of the lake. You get <laughs> maybe I actually didn't accidentally say David Carr. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like that. It's like everyone has their kind of hopes, uh, and, and a lot of times they have hopes around their quarterbacks being good. And the Cowboys have a good quarterback. I just yes. think that a lot of teams have forgotten because. You know, there's so much talk about Dak's contract in the offseason. Dak's injured. There's so many other storylines besides how good this team is that people have forgotten. And if they've forgotten, I will definitely take the underdog role, especially early on in the season. I love it. I love it. All right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, last thing. We're going to look at some props from BetOnline. I know a couple of people sent us these. Uh, I just real, really quick, real quick, your thoughts. real yeah. quick. We got to make sure that I just want bet bet online tips since we're going into the betting section here. Make sure that you can stay awake for whatever <laughs> games that you bet on. That's just a, that's just a real big pro tip from uh, from Landon, guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Make sure you do that. If you haven't, if you need an extra cup of coffee, do that. Uh, all stay right. awake. Stay awake. All right. Uh, this one actually comes from our guy Tony. He said over under CD Lamb's touchdowns this year set at thirty. That's not true. It's actually set at eight and a half. You taking the over or the under? Taking the over on thirty. Uh, what, what, what's 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 the number? Eight. Eight and a half. That's a good number. I like that. Um, hmm. I'm gonna take the over, but I'm really conflicted because I do think that there's gonna be a lot more variety in the Cowboys' red zone this year than there has been. You know, CD wasn't exactly a a, a Des Bryant type red zone weapon last year uh you but you did score though was it five five receiving one rushing one kickoff return yeah so you know bad. that's and good that's good that's good um i think i think uh i think that that we've seen a little bit we, well we've definitely seen a lot of uptick of of that kind of fade route to cd in the end zone Spot fade. Uh, i think we're gonna see that a lot this year yeah so so i think that that is something that that he will do more of but i also think that there, there's going to be a, a a distribution a wider distribution of where the ball's going in the red zone whether that's dak and option runs you know obviously uh jarwin is back and so is uh schultz so those guys will be obviously heavily targeted in the red zone as well so i think eight and a half is a good number i probably would take the over okay uh demarcus lawrence sacks eight and a half i think that i push i think that's uh, nine is probably what i would say yeah so that's a good number okay uh randy gregory sacks eight and a half i'm gonna take the over because i do think that there's a chance that early on teams won't know to uh focus on randy and that demarcus lawrence will take a lot of attention and then randy will maybe get a slew of slack uh, sacks early and then kind of taper off as other people start to get the benefit of his you know okay. attention from offensive lines uh, a couple more we'll go really really quickly ezekiel yeah, Elliott, nine and a half rushing touchdowns under 
Under. Okay. Dak Prescott, over under 10 and a half interceptions. Under. Hmm. That's an I don't know. One. That's a okay. tough one. I think I'll, I would go over, I think. I think I'm, maybe I think I'd go. They're just going to throw the ball so much. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. And remember, we got an extra game, so that factors in there. Yeah. Well. So maybe so. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, a couple more. Amari Cooper over under 1175 receiving yards. <laughs> basically, what, what he does every single what, year. Basically, what he did last year and yeah, every other year. Um, I'm going to take the under because I do think that. Uh, Lamb is going to eat into his uh, sna- uh, snaps a little bit this year, and you know we'll see. Last one. This is my favorite one, and this one's my my lock. Blake Jarwin over under five hundred receiving yards. This is your this is your lock. I, he's going over that. There's absolutely no way. You think so? Not. Yeah. Even with, even games. with the shared even with the shared role with, yeah. with Schultz, you think? So what is that? You're averaging like twenty eight to thirty yards a game. He's going to do that. Like he, I'm telling you, in week one, he's going to catch two or three passes that, through the scene. They're like 15 yards each. It's just going to happen. And there's going to be those games where he makes plays after the catch, and it's he has seven for 92. Like, it's coming. He's going over 500 yards this year easy. I could, I mean, I could easily see a world like that. I just, yeah, yeah it's tough with the Schultz, you know, snaps. But, yeah, I mean, so Schultz him, got though. 600 yards receiving last year, so it's yeah. certainly doable. All right, those are some cool prop bets. We're going to be back uh, on Tuesday, I believe, right? We're going to take Monday off. We'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to have a crossover podcast. We're going to have a preview podcast. Uh, then we're going to have a recap. I mean, it's just going to be crazy. It's, it's a busy, busy regular season, folks. We're, we're back here. into the regular season, man. Back. Should be a lot of fun. Make sure you are subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on YouTube. Locked on Cowboys. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Cowboys. Follow Lane and at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy college football this weekend. We'll see you guys back on Tuesday.